0: Good morning, everybody. It's good to be with you, and uh, I want to thank everybody in the room for that applause. Uh, I want to welcome you also at home and watching online. We really appreciate you tuning in today, and whoever you are, whether it's live or maybe a little bit later on, I just want to thank you for that. And I am looking forward to us getting back together starting next week. So yeah, just like Isaac said, we are going to uh, resume our in-person services just for the nine o'clock time hour. And uh, so we want to welcome you and encourage you to come out and be with us if it is all possible. We understand that there are some who just don't feel free to do that. And we, and we understand that, we get that. And uh, our love and prayers are for you today as well and uh, throughout this time. So anyway, I want to... Um, Pick up where Daniel left off last week. He started a series, and uh, so we're going to share this series through this Christmas season. And the title of the series is "Receive the Gift." And this last week, when I was uh, preparing, I just the the scripture that kept coming to my mind over and over. This isn't the text I'm going to be preaching from, but the scripture that kept coming to my mind is found in. James chapter 1 verse 17. It's familiar to a lot of us where James says that every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. I love that scripture. James is saying that unlike the shifting twinkling lights in the galaxy, That God, the goodness of God's light, always shines unchangeable, and it is always shining. The goodness of God is always shining through. And so God is always good. He is good all the time. Amen, church? He is good, and everything that God gives to us is good. God gave us his son, Jesus. He gave us eternal life. He gives us the Holy Spirit. He gives us peace. He gives us victory. Um, God gives us spiritual gifts. And so those are a lot of really good gifts. But how many of you know that there are gifts that we get from God that we don't always see initially as a good gift? gift. Have there ever been times in your life where you gotten the gift and you were more excited about opening it than you were about receiving it? And uh, this is what we've been talking about. Daniel last week, as I said, he kind of began this series talking about that with God's gift, sometimes there comes a stigma. Something that... uh, Something about it that isn't that desirable, but it's a gift from God and it's important. And because it is from God, it, it carries a real importance in our lives. Well, today I want to talk about another one of those maybe undesirable gifts that we get from God that are important to us. And the gift that I want to talk about today is the gift of divine delay. And what I want to do today is I want to begin kind of back before where we started last week in in Luke chapter 1, and I want to read the story of Zacharias and Elizabeth. Uh, They they were uh, past the age of childbearing, and uh, they wanted a child, I'm sure, at one time in their life, but that desire had come and gone over the years. And this is a story that takes place, which is a setup to the Christmas story of the coming of Jesus. And uh, they had experienced a delay in their life. And so I, wanna, I want us to look at this together, if you would. You can follow along. I think the words are going to come up on the screen. In fact, I just want to let you know that we're having minor difficulties with our, with our overhead system today. So you, you're not going to see points, but hopefully you'll see the Scriptures that will come up, but I just want to begin reading in Luke chapter one, beginning at verse five. It says that there were in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. But they had no child. Because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. So it was that while he was serving as a priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell. Look at those words. His lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. And then verse 15 says, he will be great. And it says in the following verses after that, that it describes the kind of ministry that John the Baptist will have. But I want to pick up in verse 18 at Zacharias' response to this message. It said, And Zacharias said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my my wife is well advanced in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and was sent to speak to you and to bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the, the, the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which were, for, which were fulfilled in their own time. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled and lingered so, uh, so long in the temple. But when he came out, he could not speak to them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple for he beckoned to them and remained speechless. So it was as soon as the days of his service were completed that he departed to his own house. Now after those days his wife Elizabeth conceived and she hid herself five months saying, Thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among the people. So that's the story that I want us to look at in just a few moments. But before we get there, I know John prayed it, which I appreciate, but uh, I want to pray again for God's grace in in these moments. Father, we again thank you for your presence here today and for everyone who is watching online. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would um, light a fire in my heart and let your word burn not only in me, but Lord, let it come out of me. Lord, let, your, let the fire of your word be kindled in every one of our hearts, I pray today. Holy Spirit, speak as only you can do. I pray for your anointing and for your grace upon <clears throat> every one of us in these next few moments. In Jesus' name, and everybody say, Amen. Amen. And if you're at home watching or in the room, why don't you turn to somebody and tell them, this is the word you need to hear. Go ahead and do that right now. And uh, let's do it together. I don't know how many of you remember Robert Schuller of the Crystal Cathedral. Years and years ago, Robert Schuller pastored, and he pastored this glass cathedral down in Orange Grove, California. And Robert Schuller. Was famous for saying, and I'm going to try to I'm going to try to do my best, Robert Shuler, for you here today. God's delays are not God's denials. That's my best, Robert Shuler. Thank you, thank you. You had you had to have been there. If you if you've never seen him, you need to you need to Google him, check him out, and uh, I bet you'll find that quote out there. Zacharias and Elizabeth learned this truth, up close and personal, that God's delays doesn't mean it's God's denial. It's the story, this story of Zacharias and Elizabeth and what they went through, they probably thought their desire for a child had come and gone, that had been denied to them. They didn't know it at the time, but the delay that they experienced in their life was actually a gift from God. And this is the way it is sometimes with the gifts that we get, these unwanted gifts that God gives to us. We don't know how good they are until we look back in retrospect and see how that God in his infinite mercy and his sovereign grace was working in our lives in such a way that while we thought we were being denied a promise a longing a prayer an answer in our lives really it was a delay and it was God's blessing that we went through that but you don't see that a lot of times until you look back in retrospect and None of us like delays in our lives. No one wants to hear, for example, your flight has been delayed. I mean, you took great pains at packing your bags, buying your tickets, showing up early, getting in line, doing everything, only to find out now that you have to sit around and wait for everything to fall in place so that you can get where you're supposed to go. And oftentimes we find ourselves spiritually in a place of delay in our lives. There are, we may be, and we are right now in a very real sense, in a, in a delay right now. We're waiting, we're waiting for a vaccine. We're waiting for things to come back around. We're waiting for things to get going again. We're tired of being put on hold. This isn't fun. What we're going through isn't exciting, but, but, Put aside the pandemic that we're all experiencing and the delays that are uh, happening as a result of that. What about our own personal lives? What about our own prayers and the answers to our prayers that we've been longing for and waiting for? There, There are many of us today that have had hopes and dreams and promises that seem to be taking far too long in coming around in our lives. And I know that we don't like it, and we think, well, it's been denied. It, 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 it must not be in God's will for my life. It, it must not going to be happen, it must not going to happen in my life because God doesn't want it to happen. But I just want to remind us all here today, like Robert Schuller said, that the delays that you're going through don't mean that God is denying that of you. And in fact, right now, you can't see the bigger picture. Right now, you can't see what is going on, but in actuality, the delay is actually can be a gift in our lives. And I just want to remind us of that today, that the Lord, that we don't always see what God is doing right now and how it's a gift in our life, but God has a gift of delay for every one of us. And so I want to talk about this idea of why we go through delay before I come back to this story about Zacharias and Elizabeth, I want to spend just a couple of moments dealing with why we experience delay in answers, delay in promises, delay in hopes and dreams in our lives. And I just want to say this, that divine delays do not happen in our lives without really good reason. And I can do this I can give these points to you or these ideas to you in four words. Let me just give you the words. They're not going to come up on the screen, but, I, but you guys know how I like my alliteration. And so I want to give them to you in four words. The first word is date. The second word is development. The third word is direction. And the fourth word is the devil. And at, where it concerns date... This is referring... There, one of the reasons why we experience delay in our lives is because of God's perfect timing. That there is a day in time that God is going to bring about the answer, the promise, the fulfillment of the dream and the purpose that God has for you. But it's God's Perfect timing. I love Psalms 31.15 where the psalmist says, My time, O God, is in your hand. There is a delay sometimes because it's not time for the dream. It's not time for the answer. It isn't in God's time. Now God is outside of time and yet he is God of time. If that makes sense. And God always has perfect timing where it concerns every one of our lives. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 says that God has made all things beautiful in its time. Look at those words. God, how many of you want some beautiful things in your life? You want things to be beautiful. You want things to look great. You want things to feel great. Well, here's, here's what, here's what Solomon says. It takes place in time. God makes all things beautiful in time. He makes all things beautiful in time. Also, look at what it says. Also, He has put eternity in our hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from the beginning to the end. In other words, Solomon is saying God somehow beautifies over the course of time. And in the right time, God brings about the things that are necessary for our times. But you don't always know. You can't always see. You can't always determine what God is doing to make that happen. But God is working in our times. Hallelujah. He's working through our situations. And so you may be experiencing a delay right now because there's a time that God is going to bring this around. Remember what the Bible says about Jesus in Galatians 4.4. 4. It says that in the fullness of time, God sent Christ, born of a woman. Right? Right, church? In the fullness of time. Well, do you know that in the fullness of Christ's time in coming, that Zachariah and Elizabeth were figured in to that fullness of time. They had a dream, they had a desire, they had a longing for a child or for children, and it seemed to be denied them, and yet they didn't realize that God had it all worked out in His time for their life. Listen, God makes all things beautiful in its time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I just want to say to every one of us that we're living on the other side of the cross. And there is a coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and God is not just wanting to fulfill our need and answer our prayers and make all things beautiful for ourselves, but rather He is doing it in our lives so that He can do it through our lives in the preparation of the returning of Jesus Christ. You are more prophetic. You have more prophetic significance in the God has more prophetic significance for your life than just meeting your need when you want it met. Whoop! Come on out there. I mean, there's not much going on in here, but I, I'm starting to feel it now. Why the delay? Because God's got perfect timing. But the other things that I want to share with you are the direction or the development. And this has to do with the growth of our faith. Now, there are times we're experiencing delay in our lives. Are you ready for this? Simply because we're not ready to receive it. Now let that one sink in. It might actually be that God is protecting us because if we get what we want when we want it at the time that we want it, that it could bring more harm to our life over the long haul, and God loves you too much to let you destroy yourself. And we're not ready to receive it, so what is God doing? He's growing us, He's developing us, He's he's uh, bringing us to the place where we can receive the great thing that He wants to do in our lives and the thing that we long for in our lives. I love Paul said in Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, he said, be confident, be confident that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. You know, when we're going through our stuff and we feel like God isn't Showing up. And God isn't doing this. And God isn't answering the prayer. We, we get so preoccupied with our circumstance. But did you know that God is preoccupied with our character? We want we want our circumstances all figured out and solved. We want, you know, we want things to just kind of fall into place when we, you know, when we long for it and when we we feel like we need it and we we're just really all wrapped up in our circumstance, but God is really all wrapped up in our character. And that's more important to him than what we want out of or into. He's working and and this is what Paul is saying. He is we need to be confident that He is working completion into our lives until the day of Jesus Christ. And that last phrase, until the day of Jesus Christ, let me tell you something, that's a reminder. Jesus hasn't come yet, so God's still working on you. Amen and amen. So, some of the reason for God's delay are the date or the timing of God or the development or the growing in our faith. But another one, Another reason why there is a, uh, a delay is has to do with our direction or God's direction in our life. This has to do with guiding our steps. God in the process of our lives is guiding us. We might be in delay not because what we're looking for or longing for is wrong, but that it just needs some slight adjustment, a little redirecting in our lives. I love Proverbs 16, verse 9. It says that the heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Look at those words. The heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. In other words, we we make choices and we go in a direction, which is fine. God wants us to live that way. But as we're going through the steps of life, as we're walking forward, as we're going forward, if I was just left to myself, I might end up just going off in another direction. And so God is there in the process of us in delay. He's, he's readjusting our steps. He's, he's causing our footsteps to be moved in a certain direction and just Constantly realigning us along the pathway of life. Because we need it. Because we get off. We want what we want when we want it. Anybody know what I'm talking about out there? But God wants to give us His best when it's the right time. At the right place. We want what we want when we want it. But God wants to give us his best. When it's the right time. At the right place. Paul the Apostle was, God told Paul one day, he says, you're going to go to Rome. And you're going to stand there and you're going to, He gave him a vision, he gave him a dream, and he told him, you're going to go, you're going to go stand in the courts of Caesar. You're going to stand there and you're going to proclaim my word. Paul had no way of knowing the actual journey that he would be on to find himself in Rome. He didn't know that he was going to be arrested and thrown in prison and then have to stand court. And then, and then when he got on a ship, I think he probably thought, I'll, I'll catch a, I'll catch a, you know, kind of a cruise ship on over there. And he got on board a ship where he was a prisoner. And then they got in a storm and then they were shipwrecked. And then they landed on a little island of Patmos first where they, uh, not Patmos. It was, uh, what was it? Help. Malta? It was Malta. Thank you. We got. We got some Bible scholars here today. He he ends up on a little island in Malta where he gets bit by a snake, and then he's preaching the gospel there. And then he's fi- he finally fi- he finally makes it to Rome. But I'll bet it wasn't the way he thought he was going to get there. How often is that the case for us? We have hopes, we have dreams, we have desires, we have plans, we have prayers, and we have it all worked out in our mind. But that it may not be in the mind of God. Hallelujah. And that's why there's delay. Because God is slightly, and maybe not so slightly, readjusting our steps. Guiding our steps. There is another component to why we experience delay in our life. And it has to do with the devil. And this has to do with this idea that Part of the delay is our growing in gaining the victory over Satan's schemes in our lives. Some delay in our life is the result of devised plans of the devil to distract us from God's will, to derail us, to try to destroy our life. And I, and I, wanna, I, I just want to give this to you. There, there is a spiritual warfare Component to some delay that we experience in our life. We see this in the book of Daniel where Daniel is praying and he's fasting and he's seeking God and, and then 21 days later, the Michael the archangel shows up and he said, I was delayed by the prince of Persia, I was in battle, I was in warfare. And the delay that Daniel experienced and what he was going through here wasn't so much that God was just trying to grow his faith or because he was out of time, but there was a there was a demonic warfare going on over the plan and the purpose of God for why he was seeking the Lord. And I, I want to encourage every one of us that some of the delay that we're going through is just that. It's demonic warfare. It's the enemy trying to stop the will of God and trying to destroy our faith in the process. And so I want to encourage us. This is why Paul said that in the evil day, we're to stand strong, fully clothed in the armor of God and having done everything to be found standing because there is an enemy that is trying to get us off course with God's will for our life and God's plan for our life. And so we are engaged In the battle, in the warfare. I know you want God just to come in and just take care of the devil and just solve all the problems and make everything fall in place. But no, you're in the army of God. And you're a part of the warfare. And this is why we need to stand strong in the faith, stand strong in the righteousness of Christ, stand strong in the truth of God's word, stand in the evil day having done everything to be found standing. There may be delay because of the enemy coming against you. But you will get the victory, hallelujah. And so I want to encourage us in that. So these are some reasons why we experience delay in our, in our lives. It has to do with God's timing, not our timing. Just because we think it's time, doesn't mean it is time. Is it God's time? It also has to do with the growth of our faith. God is growing us. God is developing us. God is transforming us. God is deepening our walk and our commitment and our hope in Him. It has to do with God guiding our steps. It has to do with gaining the victory over Satan's schemes. So those are some of the reasons why we experience delay. But I want to come back to the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth. And I want to talk about what do we do When we're in that time of delay. How how do we process through that? Keep in mind this verse of scripture. It won't come up. But Paul says that all things work together for good. To them that love God. And are the called according to his purpose. Isn't that a great promise? That all things. Everybody say all things. You know what all things means? It means all things. It means everything. Everything about my life. Everything about my dreams. Everything about my prayers. Everything about God's plan for my life. All things work together for good. To them that are the called of God according to His purpose. Well, Zacharias and Elizabeth, everyone in this room and every one of you... Watching online. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ, you have been called according to his purpose. That means God is at work in your life right now. Right now. But we are in delay. We've had prayers and we, we're, we've been waiting on answers and we've been waiting for promises and we have dreams and we have desires and, and, and it just seems like it's just been denied. But I want to tell you something. It's not denied. It may be delayed, but that doesn't mean it's denied. So what do we do in this time? Well, I was reading through this story and I just want to unpack a couple of ideas from Zacharias and Elizabeth's example about how to process through, how to to get through victorious, those seasons of delay in our lives. Number one, number one, just be faithful in the barren years. When there's a barrenness and The dreams aren't coming forth. And it doesn't even seem like the promises are being conceived. The last thing we need to do is just kind of pull away and get mad at God and get bitter about life. Be faithful. Elizabeth in verse 25 of the passage that we read She went off for five months after she had conceived and all she could do is just praise God and thank God that He removed the disgrace. Because in that culture and in that time, to never have a child, to never have that dream fulfilled of having a child, you were considered, it was considered a disgrace that God's blessing wasn't on you. All she could do is just, just embrace The goodness of God that He looked upon her, that He blessed her, that He finally met that need. Even if she was past the age of childbearing, even if she did feel like she was too old, God blessed her, and she was so blessed by that. But here's what we find out about them, and this is why she had that kind of attitude. Both Zachariah and Elizabeth, we find out in verse 6, if you read that there, if you have it, you can look at it. But he says, And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord, blameless. And then it says another verse down, a couple of verses down, that Zacharias was serving as a priest before God. You know what Elizabeth and Zacharias both had in common? Is that they were faithful even through the years That things weren't happening in their life. They stayed with God, they grew in the Lord, they served the Lord, they worshiped the Lord, they honored His word, and they did it, it says here, with a blameless heart, or literally the idea behind it was they just didn't, they just weren't outwardly religious, doing the laws, uh, obeying the laws of the covenant, but they did it from a heart of purity to the Lord. Now I want to say something to us today. When we are in a time of delay, we have a choice. We can either get bitter or we can get better. Last thing we need to do is get angry, get frustrated, pull away from God. No, you need to stay close to the Lord. You need to stay serving the Lord because your time will come. Or should I say, God's time will come. Amen. Is this doing anything for anybody? Sometimes when we're, we feel this barrenness is, is kind of a hopelessness. And to combat that hopelessness of our heart, we need to stay in that place of worship. And I also want to say this. We need to stay in that place of working and serving the Lord. Just as it says here that they obeyed from the heart the word of God, and it says also that Zacharias was serving as a priest in the house of God. Stay with the things of God, be faithful. To the house of God. Be faithful to the ministry of God. Be faithful. Just, just continually. Don't, don't make it all about your hopes and your dreams and your desires. God will do what he does. In his time and in his way. By his power. We only need to remain faithful. In the barren years. But there is another thing that we need to do. Like Zacharias and Elizabeth. When we're in a time of delay. We need to trust God to bring about His will, His way. Trust the Lord that He's going to get His will done. But trust me, it's going to be His way. Amen. And I love what it says in verses 9 and 10. It says, and according to the custom of the priesthood, Zacharias's lot fell to him to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. Look at those words. His lot fell to him. Now I did a little study and research on this and at the time of Zacharias, there were about 20,000 priests serving in Israel. They were divided into 24 separate groups of 1,000 priests. But only one priest for every day of the year could go in and light the incense before God. And the altar of incense was the place of intercession where they would cry out for God to send Messiah, and they would lift up prayers before God. And only one man could go in every day and light the incense. And Zacharias's group was on. And then among the group of a thousand men, they would cast lots on who could go into the temple, because this was an honor, this was a privilege, this was, this was something everybody wanted to do, but rarely a precious few really get, ever got to do it. You had to have the lot fall to you, so to speak. Now, when it says the lot fell to Zacharias, they would, there was a system in the Old Covenant, and in and in that time that they would cast lots, and however, the, it's kind of like rolling the dice, so to speak, it wasn't dice, but it's kind of like rolling the dice, and whatever the numbers came up, or however the lot was read, and it would determine that that person was the one that was supposed to do it, and it was looked at as the will of God. I just want to stop and just say right now, we don't cast lots today, because we don't need to, because we have the Holy Spirit. Come on. And so, but it but it was in that time, in that era, it was considered that this was God's way of saying this is the person. And so, out of twenty thousand priests, twenty four different groups of priests, they went through casting lots, and out of a thousand men in that one group, it fell down to Zacharias on that day. And I want to say something. This wasn't by chance. This was by divine choice. And the point I'm trying to make to us here is, is that God has it all worked out. Trust Him that He's going to bring His will to pass, but He's going to do it His way. And the lot will fall to you. The will of God Will happen to you. But we've got to trust the Lord. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 says that we're to trust in the Lord with all our heart and not lean to our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge Him. And He's going to direct our path. Look at those words trust in the Lord. How do you trust in the Lord? With all your heart. How do you do that? By not leaning on your own understanding, but rather on the understanding of the Lord. Know the heart and the mind and the will of God. Know what God wants to do. Don't, don't focus on yourself, but focus on the Lord. And when we do that, he said, he will bring it to pass. He will direct your paths. God is still, God still has a will for our lives that he accomplishes. In his own time, by his own power, in his own way. Amen. But we got to trust him. Do you trust him? Are you trusting him with this unfinished stuff in your life? God, I know the delay seems like a denial, and it certainly doesn't feel like a gift from God. But it never does until you see it. In retrospect, trust God. But there is another thing that we learn from Zacharias and Elizabeth, and that is to never give up on the power of prayer. Never give up on the power of prayer. When Zacharias goes into the temple that day to light the incense, he's standing there at the altar, People are praying outside. He's praying on the inside. And the angel appears to him. And I love it. It says, He was standing on the right side of the altar of incense, which was the place of prayer. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. The angel said, You don't have to be afraid. I love that. Every time they show up, the very first thing they say is, don't be afraid. That's your cue to be very afraid. So the angel said to him, don't be afraid, Zacharias. Listen, look at it. For your prayer is heard. And your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. God heard your prayer. I could almost hear Zacharias' response, and we know from the context of the story, he's referring not just at that moment of prayer, he was at a time of prayer. So in a sense, God was answering that prayer as a prayer for God to show up for the nation of Israel. But you know from the context of the story that he's referring to a prayer for a son or a child or an heir that he thought had long been denied, that was never going to come around, especially now since we're well past the age of childbearing. But Gabriel shows up and he says, God's heard your prayer. I'm here in response to your prayer. You can almost hear him say, what prayer? The prayer for a son. Oh, that's, that's over with. never underestimate the power of prayer i know things aren't happening but it doesn't mean we stop praying never underestimate the power of prayer first john chapter 5 verse 14 says this is the confidence which we have which we have before him That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. This is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Every prayer of God is answered by God. even though it may be delayed in being answered. I was thinking about this a couple of weeks ago. Actually, this song came in my mind when I first kind of considered this passage of Scripture. Anybody remember Garth Brooks' song, I Thank God for Unanswered Prayer? And it goes on to say, Remember when you're talking to the man upstairs that just because he doesn't answer doesn't mean he don't care because some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayer. I hate the song. I don't necessarily even agree theologically with the song. I know that there's hindrances to prayer. The Bible makes that very clear that our prayers can be hindered. But I also know that God answers prayer. But I do believe in a kind of in the spirit of what he's trying to sing or say in that song, that that we're praying, and how many of you know our prayers sometimes are a miss? They kind of miss the mark. Come on. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And so in the course of the prayer, it isn't that the prayer is insignificant or not powerful, but our prayers also need to be adjusted just like our steps need to be adjusted. And so in the process of our prayer, never give up on this. You know, they were praying for a son at a time in their life when it seemed like that makes sense. We're barren, but we can have a child and we believe God can work a miracle. And by the way, we're young and we can do this. We we don't want to try to do this when we're old. I mean, I am so glad that I'm a grandpa and not a father today. I mean, like of a baby. You know what I mean. I am a father I, to all my children out there. Uh, but I, but, but how many of you know that? I don't know if you feel this way, but I think now, if I was a father now, I think I could do a much better job. I think I could because when you're when you get older, you you kind of learn some things. And so Zacharias and Elizabeth were wanting a child, they were wanting this dream, they were wanting this promise at this phase in their life, made that prayer. It didn't happen. It happened at another stage in their life when they physically couldn't do it without supernatural enablement. But it was the right time. God answered the prayer. It seemed unanswered, but it was answered in God's time and in God's way. And so I just, I guess I'm trying to encourage us, never give up on the power of prayer. Because God is working through our prayers. And this is why, this is why Jesus taught us that we ought always to pray and to never give up. Remember Hannah, she was praying, she prayed for a child for For years and years and years. And she just wanted a child. She just wanted a child. But then one day when she was praying to God. She said God if you will give me a child. I'll give him back to you. Bingo. Something shifted in her prayer life. About what she was desiring. About what she was longing for. She she wasn't. at At one time she was just wanting children. Or a child. But then there came a time when she said Lord. I want not just. A child, I want your child. And she received the greatest prophet that Israel ever saw. Prophet Samuel. There's power in your prayer. Don't ever give up on it. There is one final thing that I want to want us to see from this story is that when we're in a time of delay, let's believe. And let's receive the promise of God. Let's believe it and let's receive it. The angel said, you and Elizabeth are going to have a child. And Zacharias was like, you expect me to believe this? We are, I don't know if you've noticed, Gabriel, we're ancient history. We're really, really, really old. And we cannot do children right now. And I love Gabriel's response. He, this is where he says, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. I've brought you news from God who cannot lie. This is God's word to you. So because you don't believe it, you're going to be mute until after it happens. I'm going to close up that mouth of doubt until after it's taken care of. And I think we learn from Zacharias' response what not to do, right? To believe and receive the promise of God. Silence your doubt. Anybody in the room ever doubted? Anybody ever watching doubted? Oh, I don't know. I just don't know if this is going to happen. Oh, this should have happened a long time ago. But, uh, you know, I've given up on that. You know, what we need to do is shut up our doubt. Silence our doubt. Zacharias was made mute because he verbally disbelieved. And so... We need to take this as a caution that the Lord is saying to us, hold your tongue because there's power. There's the the power of life and death in the tongue. Close it down. If you can't say anything good, don't say it. Just believe what God says. Hold on to what God says. Even if you have in the back of your mind this wonderment, if, if it's even there, just shut it up. Don't let it flow out of your spirit. Don't let it come out of your life. You could could ruin everything. Because God's up to something good. Silence your doubt. Close it up. Zip it. Everybody say, zip it. Zip it. But also, not only should we silence our doubt, but we should surrender our heart. Zacharias basically was resistant in his heart to what the Lord was saying to him. It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. It didn't fit. But it was only after the fact, after the birth of John, that he realized, in retrospect, this was all God. This was all God; he worked it out, and on this side of things, before the answer comes, before the thing that is delayed happens in our life, we just need to surrender our heart to the Lord and say, "Not my will, but yours be done. you're doing it it's not doing it's not happening in the way I want it to happen, but I'm going to trust God that this is." It's not the gift I want to open. That doesn't mean it's not a gift from God. Because anything that God gives, think of it in this way, two things. He he gave it to you because He specifically picked it out for you. And it's always good. Every good and perfect gift comes from the father of lights in whom there is no variableness nor shadow of turning. And that means every gift is good even the ones we don't want to open. Every one of them. So in this season that we're in I think we all understand the delays that we might be feeling. And I really believe the Lord wanted us to know today that there's more there's something more divine about what's going on than you realize now, but if you'll be faithful in the barren years, if you'll do that if you'll if you'll trust me to work it out in my way if you will Never give up and continue to press in and knock on the door of prayer. If you will believe and receive the promise, you're going to see the answer. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I just pray for every one of us right now that are watching God that from wherever we are, Lord, I just pray in the name of Jesus that you would Meet us right where we're at right now, God. You know the struggles we're all dealing with. We're facing the, the hopes, the dreams, the longings of our heart, God, that, that we've been waiting on for a long time. And we're like David who said in Psalms 13, How long, O Lord? How long? God, I've been praying, I've been waiting, I've been faithful, I've been faithful in the barren years. God, how long? How long? God, we we don't always know the time, but we pray, God, for the fullness of time. We're not praying for the quick time for us, we're praying for the fullness of your time. God, help us to hold on, to believe you, to trust you, and to know that you work all things together for good to them that love you and are the called according to your purpose. We love you, Jesus. We honor your holy name. Amen and amen. God bless you all. It was great to be with you. We look forward to seeing you next week if you can come out and be with us at 9 o'clock. But otherwise, have a great weekend. Have a great week. God bless you.